How do you prepare a child for life? Parents and educators the world over are asking this question. For us, it all begins with character development and laying the foundations for children and young adults to positively navigate the greatest challenges of life. Better Never Stops is a podcast by Film for School. With the aim of exploring our progressive character-driven approach to nurturing young people. With a mix of guests sharing inspirational reflections on the power of character. Better Never Stops opens the doors to your children's futures. Hello and welcome to Better Never Stops. My name is Harriet Hepworth-Bond and I'm head of the prep school here at Fimbra. I'll be your host for this episode, where I'm feeling extremely lucky to be joined by Livy Moore. Who is Livy? Well, she is the partner and head of creative at London-based creative agency This Here. Livy challenges the barriers young people face when entering creative industries. She's a self-proclaimed advocate of all things unconventional and happens to be one of our incredible past pupils. Welcome Livy and thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. Thanks for having me. Let's get straight to the most intriguing part of that intro, unconventional. Can you tell us a bit more about yourself? I'm complicated. (laughs) (laughs) Aren't Um, we all? (laughs) Yeah, right? Like, I feel like there's two ways I can answer that question. I can give you the um, formal answer. My name is Livy, I'm 29. I'm a partner at this here, which is a London-based creative agency. I work as the head of production and the creative director, which are just fancy words for saying that I think of things and then make them for brands, um, predominantly apparel um, brands. I could list you a bunch of really embarrassing achievements that I don't really like talking about, but I think... Okay, well, I want to hear a couple of them. Oh, gosh. You're Um, not getting away with it that easily. I won an award from Campaign Magazine, which in my world is kind of a a big deal, I guess, which was called the Female Frontiers. And so it's a global award for women in the advertising and creative industries who are kind of, I guess, pushing things forward. And I was shortlisted as, like, one to watch, um, which was really awkward. However, the best part about it was when I posted it on LinkedIn, multiple people that fired me liked it. I love that. That felt really good. But yeah, so I think it's really easy and tempting often to focus on uh, those types of things. But I don't think that's a very truthful truthful view of me as a whole person. I think I'm a failure on all accounts. But I think that's the very thing that makes me interesting. And Can you tell me a bit more about that? Yeah. So you're, you're in one breath telling me about this incredible industry-wide award and in the next you're telling me you're a failure and those two things aren't adding up for me. I got fired twice in a row in the space of six months. I have not taken a very conventional path and I'm not very good at doing what I'm told, which has caused many a problem over the years. And so... I think there's a danger when we focus on only telling one side of our story, when we just put our Instagram truth out into the world and we tell everybody that, you know, all the amazing things that we've done or the things that we want people to see. But I think I value all of the failure parts of my story just as much as the successes. And I think I think we don't give enough airtime sometimes to all of the things that we're uh, made to feel like we should feel ashamed of. So I'm hearing that we should be celebrating the journey to the achievement as opposed to just the achievement in itself. And what has made you 
kind of that way? What, what has developed your character to be able to celebrate the failures? Resilience, thick skin, a sense of humour. Oh my God, I feel like we put so much emphasis on character traits that don't matter. I think a lot of emphasis in the world goes on to, are you strong? Are you clever? Are you powerful? Are you influential? Are you rich? These are the things that society measures us on. And these are the things that we tend to strive towards. However, I would say, are you funny? Is a much better question. Because ultimately, everything I do for a job, right? obviously comes with some level of skill, some level of creativity, but a lot of it is about relationships and humour is like one of those ways in which we are able to connect with each other on a human level. I think that empathy is something that as a society we don't prioritise and if we did everything would look different to how it does now and I think sometimes just making that shift of prioritising empathy over ego can make all the difference not just to yourself but also to the people that are around you have you seen that amazing ted talk by breen brown and it's about empathy over sympathy and the difference between the two yes i just find that so inspiring and we actually tailored that for the students here so that it was an appropriate version of it to share with them and just that actual you know there's someone in a hole do you look down on them and go wow you're a long way down or do you go and sit with them and be like hey i know what it's like to be down here the kids have all watched the video and they've all actually understood that being at the top and looking down isn't the way that you show your character towards somebody else i think that's pretty cool yeah i agree totally tell me a bit about your fimbra journey we were really privileged to watch a video that you really kindly prepared for us in the summer at our staff inset and you probably won't know this, but I would say that 95% of the teachers had, had tears rolling down their face. I don't know how to express the, the gravity of what this place gave me because it didn't give me an education, it gave me a life. It gave me self-worth. Fimber taught me that I was worth something and that for me is more valuable than anything in the world that's more valuable than giving me A-levels. Every experience that a child has at school makes up who they're gonna become as an adult, not just the stuff that happens within the classroom. Your first kiss happens here, and it's awkward and terrible and- Teethy. Teethy and <laughs> wet and wrong on every level, but it happens here. And the first time that you feel the deep betrayal of female friendships gone wrong, happens in these walls and you also make up with the same friend in these walls and you learn how to laugh when things go wrong you learn how to get in trouble and face consequences and learn from your actions and all of those things and so many more all happen at the exact same time that you're doing your homework and you're prepping for your a-levels and that's special and that's something that should be celebrated. And that's something that I don't think across the UK we put enough emphasis on of the schooling experience because it's not just about learning how to pass exams. It's about learning how to live in the world and interact with other people and you know form relationships that are healthy and happy and productive and also learn how to be the best version of you. 
And I think I think from that, it's that sense of belonging that I know from working here, I have established, you know, and that's only in four years. So that's something I perhaps didn't have previously in a workplace and it's so valuable, but I know that that's something we give to the children, that sense of belonging and who are you, that curiosity. Um, I just want to touch on the academic side of things there. <laughs> and the reason I'd like to touch on that is because we're a school and obviously that's what we do. We 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 want children to come out successful but I think what's what's really important and what I'm getting from our conversation is that actually that success isn't always the piece of paper at the end it's all of the pieces that have gone into that piece of paper or not in your case and I worked with a student last year who achieved an E in his A level and him achieving an E in his A level was the difference between him going to university or not and for this individual, like that is a groundbreaking, really kind of character-defining moment for him. And we shared an email afterwards, and he was so phenomenally proud of himself. And it's about seeing the untraditional sometimes and understanding the individual and that achievement for them. I think you hit the nail on the head on the word individual. And I think school in general, across you know the whole country does not prioritise the individual. And I think as a society, we need to get better at that because when you're in education, you're essentially taught to conform, generally speaking. You're taught to be like everybody else and to follow the same set of rules and same principles. But that isn't how the world works. The world is made up of all different types of people who have different interests, different motivators, different pain, different struggles. And later in life you know kids grow up and learn that that's actually celebrated it's usually the ones that are really different and out there that end up becoming the most interesting adults and the ones that conform are you know boring however i think we should be teaching kids younger that that's the case because i think there is so much pressure on academic performance but academic performance is great. It's great to go to uni. It's great to do all those things. But it's also not the only path. I'm a perfect example of that. You know, uni wasn't for me. And I struggled to pass my exams. But that doesn't necessarily mean that my life was over or that I wasn't clever or capable. It just meant that one set way of doing things that worked for other people wasn't really the right way for me. And I think it's still somewhat taboo. I think what's really interesting to see though is in society there's so much more now in terms of apprenticeships, in terms of routes to work and so much more in terms of the experience that you can gain. I know that you've been doing like some internships and things through your work. Can you tell us a bit more about those? Yeah, totally. So I work for a company called This Here and at our 10th anniversary in May we announced the launch of something called This Here Futures. This Here Futures is a programme to help young people enter the creative industries. It's my belief that some of the best people in the creative industry come from the most unconventional backgrounds. And similar to what we were talking about earlier, I think that needs to be celebrated. So the programme is really simple. It's just about opening up our doors. So... We take on uh, kids from all over for work experience and our aim is that anybody that emails and says, hey, can I come? We say yes to. 
So that's the fundamental basis. That's incredible. We also are looking to start giving talks at schools across the UK, especially in Hackney, and so in our local area close to our office. Because I think one of the problems is that when you are young, you are not taught about all the stuff that's out there. You are taught that you can be a doctor, a lawyer, a teacher, and people don't even know that my job even exists. And I think that it's really important that we raise awareness for for the types of job roles that I'm in and my team are in, because ultimately we are all misfits. Or we were, or we were the misfits at school. We're the people that maybe had dyslexia, and you know, my graphic designer, for example, who's one of the best creative and most artistic minds ever. You know, is dyslexic. I am dyslexic also. Right. And I use that as an example with the students. I'm very open about it yeah. and I show them that actually, although I'm dyslexic, I did do a law degree because there are strategies and there are things that you can do to overcome that disability. And I think I don't really see it as a disability. I see it as a sort of a bit of a superpower. As you should. And I even think a rebellious nature is an absolutely wonderful criteria for working in the creative <laughs> industries. You know, our entire thing, right, is that like we come up with uh, new thoughts, new ideas. And in order to do that, you need to uh, be unconventional. And so those of us that were rebellious and naughty or, you know, uh, didn't want to conform or fit in tend to thrive in, in an industry like mine. And so... Yeah, that's why we want to keep giving talks at schools to really try and help kids understand that if they don't fit in, that doesn't mean that the path ends. Maybe there's just another path that they didn't know about. And then the final thing at the moment anyway that we're doing with the programme is opening up our production sets. So for anybody listening that doesn't know much about production, production is basically just the art of making content. So every film you see, every advert you see, every TV show is made on a production shoot. And production sets are known for being quite aggressive, very, very male dominated, and really not a great environment for people to learn. But on the flip side of that, I've often said that Production is essentially the creative equivalent to the army. Because when you walk on set, there's a hierarchy. You immediately have a job, you have a place, and everybody's working together towards the same goal. And I would argue that they should be an amazing environment to learn. And so we have opened up our production sets to young people who would like to come along for the day and learn. And they have so far amazed us at how helpful they've been. And it also means that instead of them sitting in a fake environment where they are in theory learning, you know, about hypothesizing, hypothesizing, right, they actually are doing something that's like so real that they can also then get the names in the credits for it and have something on their portfolio. Right, you you've got to an incredible point in in your career so far. Why have you chosen to give this opportunity to um, young people just starting out? I think we underestimate the abilities, the creativity, the originality, and the usefulness of young people. I think those of us that are somewhat at the top tend to get stale. You know, when you've been doing something for a long time, it's really easy to slip into a pattern of doing the same thing again and again and thinking that you know best. But in an industry like mine where everything is built off of essentially culture, 
culture is dominated and created and pushed forward by youth. And so whilst it's an unpopular opinion and there are a lot of CEOs and creative directors and heads of production out there that would strongly disagree with me, I would argue that in my career I have learned more from the uh, interns that I've had than I have from anyone above me. And I think we don't place enough value on their role within within our world. Some really good examples is like if you just look at like how production shooters run. Obviously, you've got this hierarchy, and there's you know you big, scary, important people that are in charge on the day. But the truth is, the runners who are essentially like the interns, a, a shoot physically can't happen without them. And so I have always struggled with the concept that we would treat them as below than or less than when in reality we can't actually do our jobs and exist and sit in our fancy seats behind our fancy monitors without these these young people coming in and helping. I also think that the world is changing. Every generation feels that way, right? So there is a lot of conversation happening about the challenges that young people face and in no way am I disputing that they have uh, a massive set of challenges against them. This is the first generation that have been completely online and we get to see you know the true impact of that. We know statistically that mental health within young people is like the worst it's ever been so I'm not in any way suggesting that they're not facing challenges but what I want to call out is that every single generation when they were young faced challenges. And that will never change, you know, no matter what generation comes through next, there's always going to be these like societal barriers and things that we have to we have to face and overcome. But there is something to be said for timeless qualities. And what I mean by that is there are certain character traits in young people and in adults that stand the test of time and irrespective of what challenges or things are in their way still somehow manage to kind of peep through and some of those are work ethic empathy you know, humor all of the things that we talked about earlier and i think instead of focusing on the negatives instead of focusing on on all the things going wrong we almost need to pay more attention to the things that they're getting right. Tilly is a great example. So Tilly's my production assistant who came along for a shoot day and got herself a job as a result. And the reason why is because she she put her phone in her pocket, which is unheard of for somebody who is doing their A-levels. She arrived at 4am, which is the time we told her to get there. She wasn't a second late and she put her phone in her pocket all day didn't check TikTok and she worked really really hard and there are a lot of people that could be in the job that Tilly's in now that have a fantastic um, set of abilities that have gone to uni and you know have learned all the language people that you know on paper would be better but in real life it was the it was the qualities of her character that ultimately got her the job with us. It was the fact that she had an exceptional work ethic, the fact that she really made me laugh, and the fact that you know multiple crew members pulled me to one side and essentially complimented how great she was to work with. She was likeable. And so I think emphasis sometimes should be put on those things. 
that's incredible to hear because obviously Tilly was one of our ex-students and I was privileged enough to see the email that you sent to to us here just sort of crediting her character and the way that she conducted herself which she did throughout her time with us also. I think at, at Finborough like one thing that we really pride ourselves on is building character and we enhance that every year. A curriculum that is based on academics but also has a huge emphasis on character and also well-being. I think understanding who you are as a person is so important because it will allow you to to be the best version of yourself, whether that is an academic self that comes out or whether that is a creative self that comes out. And I think hearing a, a different pathway is so inspiring for our students. I was also lucky enough to, to hear you talk last year to our, to our year 11s and the, I've never seen a room full of students more in awe of somebody and listening to the authenticity that, that you just kind of exude was really inspiring for those students and they came up to speak to us afterwards and they were like, you know, it was amazing to hear someone's journey that isn't your, your atypical I got straight A's in my A-levels and I went to university and then I got an internship and then I did this. And, you know, actually hearing the, the real life aspects to, to getting amazing jobs is really valuable, I think. Those healthy and happy relationships that, that you spoke of within your team and how you conduct your sort of work life also shows just that really strong character that, that you've developed. I had a tough childhood I had a rocky route through education. I had a lot of highs, but also lows, I guess, throughout my adult life. And I don't think that's abnormal. I think actually a lot of people experience what I experienced. And a lot of people also, you know, go through tough times and tough situations. And I don't think there's something special about me that has suddenly made me overcome these obstacles and land where I am. I learned some very basic lessons when I was in my teenage years and those have been the things that I have carried with me that have maybe helped me when things have been tough. I remember when I was at school I had a teacher called Mr Banks and he really went out of his way to make me feel seen and he made me understand that I deserved uh, a good life and in the moments in my life where maybe things have been tricky and I perhaps have felt like giving up I have been able to think back on that advice and remind myself that I am worth more than something bad And so I don't think there are qualities about me that are remarkable. I think that I have been surrounded by remarkable people that have essentially met me with empathy, with kindness and with an encouraging word when I needed it. And I think really that's what life's about is we have experiences like that. And then as we transition into adulthood, it's our duty to then pay that forward. It's been incredible catching up today and I feel like we could talk forever. However, our time is nearly up and I want to ask you one question that we ask all of our guests and that is, what piece of advice would you give your 13-year-old self? The advice I give my younger self 
is actually a piece of advice that was given to me when I was about that age by a teacher at school called Mr Banks. I was going through a really tough period in my life and I didn't really have a lot of hope for the future. And he sat me down in his very stuffy history classroom and he said two words to me. He told me, you matter. And so I don't need to imagine what I would say to young me because I was fortunate enough to hear exactly what I needed. Libby, it's been incredible chatting to you today. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been really amazing being able to hear the perspective of somebody in your position. It's quite rare, I think, for people within education to have such an open mind and such a progressive outlook. So it's certainly made me feel hopeful for the future. Thank you for joining us.